0: In what seems to be a never-ending debate over our border policy, there's one thing that it appears Democrats, Republicans, and even President Trump agree on. Something should be done to help the young people who fall under the DACA program. This is Peter Rowe with the Border Dispatch, a special edition of your San Diego News Fix. And today we have columnist Michael Smolens, who's been exploring this issue for this weekend's column... Michael, why don't you help us out by kind of setting the stage and describing what exactly
1: is the DACA program, and how did we get in this fix? Well, the DACA program is that's uh, a shorthand for uh, deferred action for childhood arrivals, okay. And this happened under President Obama uh, that he created a program that allowed people here that that were brought here illegally as children, and if they met certain criteria regarding education, not having you know major crimes on the record and so forth, that they would get, uh, you know, they would be temporarily in the country without being threatened with de- deportation, and that was going along fine. Uh, there's like eight hundred thousand people that that are under that program. President Trump ended the program. There had been some legal concerns about did President uh, Obama overextend his authority in creating this program? Should Congress have been involved? And that's Trump's point of view. So. It ended up in court. It's all been stayed. So the program, the people are still here and, and have the protections, but they've sort of got the sword of uh, deportation hanging over their, their heads. Now, a little context about these folks that, that many of them are as, as American as native born. I mean, that, this is the only country they know for a lot of folks, uh, for a lot of them. They're, they tend to be young, educated, or employed, even including some veterans. They speak English. That's why in a lot of views, uh, they're highly desirable immigrants to keep here in terms of this whole debate of who should we let in, who shouldn't, should we let out. So it is a little perplexing why this is still, you know, the one thing you'd think they could sort of take off the table and agree upon. It hasn't been an agreement. Now, what's happening is that the... um, the administration, the president, his son-in-law, Jared Kushner, who's a senior advisor to the president, has been working for months to pull together a proposal for an, you know, overhaul of the immigration system, something everybody says they want. Of course, there's going to be a lot of contention over that, and that's just sort of emerging now. But the one thing that is not part of this is a solution for DACA. And so, you know, once again, these poor folks are going to be a part of a bargaining chip. I mean, it's clear that that was left out in order to, to give leverage to one side or another, Um uh, as this ultimately is proposed and moves forward uh, in negotiations with Congress.
0: Now, I'm, I'm a little confused, uh, which I guess is kind of par for the course when you talk about immigration. But I, I had heard earlier that Kushner is kind of a, a moderate uh, to liberal kind of force within the White House, and that others are a lot more hardline when it comes to immigration. So why would Kushner not include the DACA program as part of
1: his brief, if uh, if there's so much, you know, so much uh, agreement oh, here? I, I don't know. There has been very little information as to why that is the case. Uh, but it sort of seems clear to, to me and many others that that's to, to give some leverage to the administration to, to negotiate. I mean, this they almost had a deal once. Trump almost got his wall or the funding for the wall uh, some time ago. He came close uh, a deal with uh, Senator uh, Schumer of New York in exchange for the wall funding, a solution to DACA uh, that didn't fly for some reason. So you know, here he is complaining about not having his wall. He could have probably had that. Yeah, it's a good question, why? But it, because it's something everybody seems to want, I think that that somehow they're holding it out as a as a carrot uh, to to get things moving. Now, again, they, we don't know the, all the details of the emerging proposal you describe. The way you described Kushner. There are some strong enforcement measures in this plan, along with uh, changes to the asylum system and so forth. It does not include a wall. They, they're still pushing for that, but uh, as of right now, that's that's not part of it. So it will be interesting because polls have shown that even Democrats want you know, to, the border secure and want a, a, a comprehensive a system that works. And it's sort of dysfunctional right now whether this will do that. But you're right. That I won't describe him as a moderate or liberal, but there are hardliners that he's probably had to deal with. And the, the first go-around or an early go-around of this proposal didn't have enough law enforcement or infor- border enforcement to suit the president, but apparently it does now, and so he signed off on it. Again, this is all sort of you know coming out of uh, briefings, and, and so the details really haven't come out.
0: Well, in the New York Times recently, columnist Paul Krugman had a very interesting uh, take on the whole border situation, he was saying, we do need a wall. We need a, a strong wall, and we need a strong wall with a large gate. Uh, we need a generous immigration policy, but we need to be able to control our borders. And his point was that if liberals don't get on board, and, of course, Krugman is is no one's idea of a conservative. He's quite liberal you know, on most things. He's saying if liberals don't get on board with control of the border, uh, they're basically ceding this to uh, much more conservative voices. And, the, and that the public will say, well, wait a minute, you know, it, it only makes sense that a sovereign nation should be able to control its borders. And if liberals aren't going to do it, then we'll go with with someone who will.
1: Well, and and that is a growing concern among Democrats and, and uh, even some liberal analysts. Uh, in the context of the pre- emerging presidential race, uh, you know, f- so far and i think we might see some changing but all the democrats are 22 of them now last count i you know somebody may have announced yeah. just 10 minutes ago but uh, that that they've been pushing each other farther further to the left the the progressive wing of the party has sort of been dominant here but They've been finding, and which is why when Joe Biden got into the race, suddenly he rocketed to the top of the polls. That there's the you know people active on social media, which is more p- progressive and liberal, and then there's the more moderate Democrat, elect- Democratic elector. And I think there's a bit of a disconnect in the perceptions there. Uh, some recent polling has shown exactly what Congressman is talking about: that uh, that that uh, Americans in general and Democrats in particular. Like the idea of Im- immigrants, legal immigration, and more immigrants in the country, they think that's a benefit. They also want uh, controlled borders and and secure borders, and if not a wall, certain you know enforcement measures. Uh, and because Democratic presidential candidates aren't talking about that, I mean, they try to oppose almost everything Trump's doing. they like you said, it's ceding some ground. But I think that that even a, a larger sense that that there's some concern that'll hurt Democrats. In a political sense, in the coming 2020 elections, so some uh, consultants and you know, Democratic leaders are saying, you know, you've got to re- convince people that we are for border enforcement and and um, you know, a rational way to do this, but just not for the wall and and not for the the harsh approach that the Trump administration has taken.
0: Well, from what you've seen so far, does the Kushner plan, does this seem to have any any chance of gaining support? in Congress in a a Democratic House uh, and, you know, Republicans uh, control the Senate, but really they need Democrats in order to pass anything. Uh, Is there any chance of this getting through, you know, the legislature or is it strictly another, you know, something to toss out there and then point to the other party and say, hey, we tried, you guys shot it down?
1: Well, it it works on a couple levels like that. Uh, You know, the I don't know. Let's put it this way, though. Comprehensive immigration reform has failed and proposals have come up in less volatile times. So it's hard to imagine that things would be able to coalesce, particularly as we move into an election year, but that may be part of the reason why this is coming up. I don't uh, doubt that it's uh, a serious effort, uh, given the description of how this has come together. This isn't something anybody did on the back of a, of a napkin. And just for context, um, it's interesting. He, he met with uh, a lot of experts outside of the White House, not just the White House hardliners, uh, people in Congress, to really develop this over many months. And it'll go through massaging, I'm sure, and negotiation. But he was in charge of, the, you know, they did this whole criminal justice reform to, to to change sentencings to try to deal with the recidivism concern, and uh, he went through a similar process. And actually, that ultimately got bipartisan support. That that's a different thing than immigration. Is just you know such a uh, you know uh, uh, an explosive topic, and I think anytime Trump's involved with immigration, it it certainly polarizes things. So. I couldn't say the odds are, are good, but, uh, but the wall isn't part of it. So that's the thing that really was sort of the big divisive thing. One of the key differences here uh, among the things we know about is that they want to move to more to a, a merit-based immigration policy or accepting immigrants. Um, it's now fa- more family-based, and that's a big change, and there's going to be a lot of opposition to that. Uh, other countries have merit-based systems, uh, although it's far different perhaps than what they're talking about, Canada, I think, and Australia – um so there there'll be fights over that, and you know whether they can move forward on that i don't know, but even if you support a merit based system what's the irony here that the people under DACA are sort of the poster children for that like i said they're 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 educated or they're in school uh they speak english, you know they're generally good citizens, and those are the kind of people that would have preference uh under under a merit based system so you know, again, there's obviously uh, there's a lot of politics involved. Surprise, surprise. Uh,
0: <laughs> yeah, unfortunately, I guess that's true. Uh, they're also the sort of folks who you imagine would have jobs, and if they were had if they had legal status, they'd be paying into social security. Um, no one's talking much about this, but like a lot of developed countries, we have a, a coming um, kind of demographic crisis in that we don't have enough young people coming along to pay into programs like Social Security to support the aged folks like, well, like yours truly, uh, who are going to need uh, people paying in order to continue to collect Social Security. The,
1: the president is so, you know, here and there on so many things, but he has said that he supports legal immigration, that we need uh, the, the kind of immigrants that you're talking about. Uh, as I've said, that, that the Daca folks already here are, are sort of prime examples of what everybody sort of thinks we need. We need. Uh, so it, it's hard to say where things are going now. You know, certain m- m- portion of his base does not don't particularly like immigrants being here in general, illegal or otherwise. Now, I'm not saying that's his ho- whole base and so forth. The president talks uh, a bit differently. So we'll have to see, but the, the the early reports of this emerging plan is that the the immigration levels would stay this about the same as they are now. They wouldn't necessarily decrease, uh, but just a different focus as to who they would try to to let in. So it's very complicated. It hasn't. They haven't been able to get a deal in the past. Uh, it's going to be difficult, but it will be nice to be talking about something other than the wall, which seemed to just be a non-starter. And uh, you know, maybe they can move off the dime now that that's. Uh, in a heading down a different path of uh, of uh, stalemate.
0: And maybe if they get this solved, then they can actually do something for the the
1: DACA kids. Well, hopefully, if they do that, that would be part of the, the that would be part of the negotiations.
0: Michael Smolens, columnist with the San Diego Union-Tribune, be sure and catch his column on this subject this weekend. Uh, thank you for being here. Thanks, Pete. <laughs> In other border news, a coalition of more than 100 civil rights organizations has sent a letter to the U.S. Department of Homeland Security demanding it stop targeting journalists, activists, and attorneys based on their activities protected by the First Amendment. The letter specifically calls out the government for its monitoring those working with and reporting on asylum seekers at the U.S.-Mexico border. That monitoring was revealed by NBC San Diego, which obtained leaked dossiers on dozens of people, many of them U.S. citizens. The letter stated that the database and tracking of these groups of people, quote, "...likely violates the Privacy Act of 1974." Close quotes. That law prohibits the government from creating records on U.S. citizens and lawful permanent residents, citing their First Amendment-based speech and activities, unless doing so is pertinent to, and within the scope of, authorized law enforcement authority. Thanks for listening to the San Diego News Fix, which goes live weekdays at 5 p.m. On weekday mornings, you can also call up our local headlines on your smart speaker. Just say, launch the San Diego Union Tribune for a quick briefing on weather and our top stories. You can support our journalism by signing up for any or all of our print and digital products at SanDiegoUnionTribune.com slash subscribe.
1: Until next time.